Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here of Raptors Digest Riker. We've come out of our cocoons, we've been bundled up away from the Raptors news after that devastating season. We had a little bit of a, a talk, one video postseason, but Riker, we're back and obviously the, the draft lottery is ways away. We're waiting to get a little bit closer to break down the fun offseason we're about to have as Raptors fans, but Riker, the rumors, the rumor mill, all this talk is slowly picked up with a wild report from Jeff Schwartz. I'm pressing the wrong buttons. Or Greg Greg Swartz. Swartz. I, I just said a random Greg Swartz. Name. Greg Swartz. I hope I pronounced that correct. But he's saying that Pascal Siakam could potentially be traded this offseason. Some executives think he's reached his peak. His value is only going to diminish. And the Raptors should sell low on the guy. And he brought up a wild trade to the Charlotte Hornets for P.J. Washington. I don't know if you want to dive into it further, Riker, but this is the start. The start of rumor season has begun. <laughs> the start of Pascal Siakam's slander. Let's make our point clear right now. This trade sucks. This report sucks. Bleacher Report, they only exist to make terrible reports and terrible trade proposals. But thankfully, it gives us some information to dive into so i people watching this don't get too caught up in the actual trade proposed i think that what you could really sink your teeth into is that maybe siakam is going to be on the block this offseason then right maybe mm -hmm. and so we'll break that down but let's start trade specific and yeah they're saying pascal siakam he's only in his fifth season going into his sixth but he's he's at the end of his at the end of his ability to develop as a player. So let's trade him for PJ Washington, second year player at, of the Charlotte Hornets, averaging about 13 points per game, about a 38% three-point shooter on pretty low volume. And, and basically some other guy I've never heard of and a first round pick, but top five protected Ben, yeah, It's got to it be get any worse. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets. Worse than this who were almost a playoff team without Pascal Siakam, without the Raptors' probably best player this season, right? They get the top, we get the, their top five protected first round pick, PJ Washington and Vernon. I don't know who Vernon is. Maybe we're just slacking on our Charlotte Hornets news, but it's a, that's a horrific trade. That has to be shut down. And I know there's a lot of talk about potentially trading Siakam and all of the stuff that can potentially go into that. And we'll dive into that actual stuff in here. But if there's a return, if the return on Siakam looks like this, PJ Washington, sure, he's a good up and coming young player, but he will never be as good as bubble Siakam. In my opinion, that's, that's over his ceiling. Bubble Siakam is beyond PJ Washington's ceiling. So that is that is that's a tough silly. criticism of PJ Washington. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has more potential than Bubble no. Siakam. He does. Come on, he's not a terrible player. But Ben, listen. Point being, this is extremely low. Yeah, the Raptors. We argued they probably traded a bit low for Norman Powell. Now, obviously, Gary Trent Jr. He ended up being really good player, but mm -hmm. no draft picks as compensation for Pat or for Norman Powell. And he's playing really well. Just side note on the trailblazers in that most recent game in the playoffs yeah. against the nuggets. But Ben, you would want way, way more if you're trading away, away Pascal Siakam. Oh, a thousand percent. You're not trading away Siakam unless you're getting a massive return because yes, will he ever return to pre bubble form? Who knows? 
but even the Siakam we got this season as a 20-point-per-game score, maybe not the most efficient guy, but he is a proven, proven number two option. You bring in a guy that's a little bit better than Siakam, he can be a perfect complimentary star, and there's still that potential. You mentioned, what is it, his fourth, fifth year in the league, right? Fifth year. Fifth year. He still has a lot of potential to grow, develop, get right back into it. He's not at the he's not a 35-year-old guy like Kyle Lowry who has waned away his trade value. Kyle Lowry seems to be in Bleacher Report's eyes have more trade value than Pascal Siakam. That's just that's just foolish blast. Even though Lowry's the GROAT, obviously has had a better career as a Raptor. He's not a better player right now. He wasn't a better player this season, and he's not going to be a better player in the future. Ben, 26 years old. Fifth season in the NBA, first year as the first option, playing away from the home base, home play, home Tampa. court, home court. Yeah. No fans. The fans that did come for those couple games were hostile. It in the weirdest year possible, he still put up starter numbers. I mean, this is it's just they're valuing him so incredibly low. You and I are both of the opinion that you run it back with Pascal Siakam, you give him a normal year, you let that he's an energy type player, right? Yep. You let the fans give him that extra energy. You let him follow and get the flow of his role as that first option. But we got to make some parallels because it seems like all big men in the NBA right now of this position are facing similar slumps. Bam Adebayo just got paid, just underperformed in the playoffs. And now all Miami Heat fans are saying that they've made a mistake. Julius Randle just got most improved player, right? He's going to be looking for that big money pretty soon. It was expected that he'd at least get past that Atlanta series. He's completely collapsed now in the playoffs. It seems like these guys that are similar position, position, similar style of play, they're all coming away from them, from themselves. And I, I don't know, I, you'd have to make the argument that you should sell low on all of these guys. And that's just not the case right now, Ben. Yeah, it's, it's foolishness that, that low trade value. I think we can, we can back off from that. And say that's probably just bleacher report reading too many spinny p memes i don't want to knock my computer or anything but you know the the spinny p jokes on twitter that gorilla that's spinning around in every vine or the vines tiktok that's uh regarding pascal siakam i don't know that's a that's tough where would you say what or better question what return would you want if we were to trade Pascal Siakam in a hypothetical scenario that, you know, these executives are correct. Maybe they're the Bleacher Report guys are misjudging the actual value of Pascal Siakam, but maybe there is credibility because it is Bleacher Report. They are somewhat connected, even though they do have wild takes, right? Maybe the executives are correct in thinking the Raptors might move Siakam. And I think you and I both agree that's very unlikely and with Masai Ujiri around and all that. But say that's true. What return would you want to see for Pascal Siakam? This is the thing, Ben, and this is what I've thought over in my head, right? First, you're jumping over to a guy like Bradley Beal, who we've mm -hmm. I've wanted on the podcast for a long time. People say that's ludicrous. Everybody wants Bradley Beal. Plus, mm -hmm. right, they have Achimura, so... They wouldn't necessarily want Siakam, but they're in the exact same situation, the Wizards, as the Raptors are now. They have guards, no bigs. So we're saying we're struggling for a center that can be a starting rotation player center. We'd like to have Kem Birch coming off the bench. Boucher, I mean, he's been great, but he's not a defensive 
four. And so if we can lock him at the at the four as like a scoring four, that'd be perfect for him. But he's a solid defender. Then, he's a solid defender. He's a shot blocker. He's he just doesn't have the, the strength to go yeah. down low. Yeah, at the five. But what I'm sure. saying is, if you trade Siakam, Boucher has to become the starting four. And now you have the same issue with the five and the four spots. So while it would make sense, obviously the most attractive guys to get in return for a big sort of blockbuster trade would be guards. It would be the Kawhi Leonard's and Paul George's and Bradley Beal's, right? But for a Pascal Siakam trade, you'd want a big in return. Yeah, that's fair. And there's not a lot of those guys that you'd you'd make that deal for because the it's been known in the NBA that you trade up, right? You trade your, it's a better trade when you're moving up. You're trading your 25, your four quarters for a dollar, right? You're getting that sort of return. And Bradley Beal will be a name, an example of a guy that has a better reputation, a better career right now than Pascal Siakam in terms of uh, just getting buckets, in terms of what the Raptors probably need as a number one option right now. I guess you could make the argument, this could be a little debate, video in its own when we're really hurting for news who has had the better career siakam or beal siakam does have that chip all nba second team i don't know weird debate just popped in my head but beal seems to be a a more reliable first option on a team so that's a that's sort of a trade-up but again you don't want to add additional assets to pascal siakam i feel like even if you're getting a beal in return because siakam is for all of his flaws extremely important to this team right everything the the raptors do it, it revolves around having a mobile four that can play defense that can stretch the floor that can drive that is a capable passer right and sure he's not perfect in all those areas but he is definitely capable so you know it's dream on green but expanded that's what's the idea of pascal siakam so i i don't think you move even for a Beal, that might be lateral, and then you're giving up a piece that's won you a chip. I don't know, Riker. There isn't. It's a lateral in terms of positional needs. It's not yeah. lateral in terms of who's a better player. Beal yeah. is objectively. Yeah, a that's what I'm player. saying. As as this Raptors team in terms of improvement, I see it as a, a little bit. Yeah, lateral. you have to make the trade positionally, and you said you typically want to trade up. You want to trade a collective collection of players for one really good player. But mm. the second option for that is you trade when you're forced to trade a guy. He's yeah. disenfranchised. He's requesting a trade. He's on the final year of his contract and he's asking for a bunch of money. You don't want to re-sign mm. him. You need to get back value for a guy that you know you're not going to get a lot for in return. And thankfully, the Raptors have a ton of years having just maxed out Pascal Siakam that it's worthwhile to run it back. The yeah. rest of the core unit is in place. So to jump to a trade that you're undermining his value or like you said, you're not trading up to become immediately a better team, doesn't make any sense that's why i would say you, you'd put one of your guards on the block you'd sign and trade lowry you'd maybe look to move fred van vliet if the direction that you're trying to take as a toronto raptors organization is let's really shake up our roster and and approach playoffs from a different way altogether i don't think pascal siakam is the guy that you're making that trade around it's got to be you shake it up from that one to three spot then no, a thousand percent. We're on the same page with this. Not much debate in this one. I don't think there'd be much debate amongst Raptors fans in this one. But Riker, there is a little trade, a nugget, not an actual report. So I'm saving it for the end, but uh, a little nugget I want to throw out to you. I sent it to you over IG, but the Golden State cool, Warriors, okay. obviously, they're trying to shake up their team. They they didn't make the playoffs this year. Paul George goes to the Golden State Warriors, then... The Toronto Raptors receive Patrick Beverly. Ooh, 
Andrew Wiggins, mm, James Wiseman, and a, and three first round picks. This is what I saw. The Minnesota pick is pretty interesting from 2021. So three firsts in return for the Clippers. So Paul George has gone to the Warriors. The Clippers receive Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet. And I bet in this hypothetical world, they also sign Kyle Lowry in free agency. So Lowry, Fred, yeah. <laughs> Siakam, Kawhi, and Serge are all on the Clippers in this hypothetical world. This is something I saw with a few likes on Twitter. Is is this crazy, Riker, or could this happen? <laughs> that would be like, I think this is, they make this joke. I just saw it. I haven't seen the movie. I just saw a commercial on it. They were playing it on broadcast anyway mm-hmm. thor ragnarok and they assemble a team in that movie and they and they pitch out the idea the revengers <laughs> this would be like the clippers taking the avengers and renaming them the avenger sorry the avengers renaming them the revengers just with a different jersey they just <laughs> run back the toronto raptor they already have a baka they're not even playing them but anyways we let's break down the raptors side because who cares what the other teams are getting as much as what we're receiving so we're mm-hmm. giving away fred and pascal one yep. and two option we're giving away for patrick beverly who you'd hate to see in a raptors uniform that's a hard pass two first round picks three in yeah but one's 2026 <laughs> two first <laughs> round <laughs> picks. two first round picks andrew wiggins who's been great this season mm-hmm. and so that wouldn't be a negative asset and james wiseman who you could develop at the five Right. But there was some hype around maybe getting James Wiseman because they were supposedly looking to for something. I wouldn't mind having him alongside of Pascal Siakam, but not in lieu of Pascal Siakam. So this trade for multiple reasons gets a big X for me. Big X. And, you know, if this was the return for just Pascal Siakam, you know, the Timberwolves pick is likely going to be pretty high. Wiggins isn't a bad player, as you mentioned. Wiseman has the upside. You're getting an additional couple of picks. And then, you know, Patrick Beverly is still a... He, he fools people, as Russell Westbrook says. So he could scare some guys on the other team in terms of his defense. That's around the return in terms of value. You get younger that I'd like to see in a Pascal Siakam trade. But you're adding Fred Van Vliet to that. You're at, you went, you said the number one option and number two option, two guys that have committed long-term to the Toronto Raptors are young, right? 26, 27, around that age have championship experience. Nah, not both of them. Both of them would be silly, but I just thought it was yeah. funny to see, uh, the, the it's LA fun to Raptors. See, but like, I, I, I also did want to make the comment. I said, let's break down the Raptors first, but the Golden State Warriors, they trade three first round picks and Andrew and Wiggins, their real second first best round player. picks, like lottery picks, lottery picks and their second best player, Andrew Wiggins, and their number one draft pick who could develop James Wiseman just for Paul George pandemic piece. So I, this trade would they'd never do that either. I feel like Fred would have to go to the Warriors in this trade because uh-huh. I feel like the Clippers yeah. should accept Siakam for Paul George. I think that would be silly for them not to. I don't know. Paul George yeah. doesn't look bad in this playoffs, but he's positional, older. positional, and yeah. he fits Kawhi, complements Kawhi way better than Paul George, in my opinion. So, yeah, I don't know. And he, they've won a championship, right? The Clippers might get knocked. At, I don't know. The the Mavericks might lose tonight, and then I'll make me eat my words. But the, the Clippers might get knocked out in the first round. So, I don't know. It's a it's a weird scenario, weird trade. Not much happening in the Raptors world right now. Record. We said we were cocooned up. In terms of Raptors nudes, avoiding everything. 
plug in plug in the ears but we haven't been cocooned from youtube we haven't been cocooned we, we may as well plug it courtside digest is launched it's up and running videos going up left right and center i've made a few community posts about it so check us out over there you're interested in some all nba content right we're breaking down the news doing game reactions but we have a lot of fun stuff coming up over there just in terms of, of everything. So, you know, subscribe to Raptors Digest, but also subscribe to Courtside Digest. Cause, and for people questioning, we see in the DMs, are you still doing Raptors Digest? Obviously, we're still doing Raptors Digest. It can't stop with the, the OG brand, but broaden the horizons. Broaden the brand a little bit, Riker. That's it. You said it so eloquently, Ben. <laughs> for sure. So definitely check us out over there. Check us out here as well lots of fun stuff coming subscribe to subscribe to the channel check out the instagram the tiktok the twitter the outros i got different outros they're all going over my brain Riker. but check us out everywhere the digest brand is growing the leafs got game seven tomorrow so that's gonna be a wild one i know you've been following that leaf series Riker. any predictions in game seven dude the leafs suck the leafs are terrible i don't even watch hockey and it just hurts to watch them so that's tough. Rip the rip the guys over at Leafs Digest, but they're they're holding strong. Their hearts are it's a little bit anxious over there in the the group chat I have with them, but you know we'll we'll see. It definitely check out their videos because they've been having a lot of fun with this wild Maple Leaf series. Anyways, I'm plugging a lot to end off this podcast. Do you have any last words right here? That's it for me, Ben. Good one. Cheers. <laughs>